Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Swamblings, Podcast 83. This time, I mostly talk about TV stuff. Hopefully, you will enjoy the show. So on Friday night, I got a total surprise from my ex-roommate. She sent a message saying that there was a package that had arrived, and it was pretty big and heavy, and it was signature required, and it was by Asus. I was like, we get a what? Apparently, I guess they decided to do the repairs without telling me, and they did so like the day after or the next day after they got it, and then shipped it back immediately, also without telling me. So I basically got it back, you know, one week after I had shipped it to them, which is totally crazy. Since it was such a fast turnaround, I was kind of worried that maybe they didn't do all the checks they should have or replaced everything that could have been wrong. I am probably right. They only said that they replaced the keyboard and the Blu-ray drive and the top casing, which I think is the area around the keyboard, which is probably why they had to replace the keyboard as well. Though the keyboard did have, you know, stuff in it and a couple of the keys were kind of mashed. Because there's these four spots you're supposed to just be able to pop it off, but it's like super flimsy. And then I discovered you can't really clean under it because there's like this aluminum foil stuff stuck right to the bottom and it's kind of taped to the rest of the laptop. So that was all a big disaster and I just kind of tried to push it back together almost immediately after I started taking it apart. Because it didn't seem like it would be able to be cleaned at all. Anyways. They did mention there was lots of dust around the CPU and graphics chip. So I guess they took that apart and, you know, did the repasting thing and blew all the dust out. And they did not replace the hard drives. They didn't change out the CPU or graphics chip. And they didn't mention anything about any kind of controller thingies or the motherboard. So they didn't really change any of the parts I thought might be at fault. I guess they are just blaming the dust. Which, I had a theory that if there was enough dust on there, you know, it could be causing some kind of short, you know, causing things to arc where they shouldn't arc and such. It's now Tuesday for me. So I've had the system, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, just a few days. And Friday didn't even count because I just picked it up and kind of put it in my bag. And I didn't really do any of the, the backing up and putting it back together, as it were, until Saturday. But it seems fine. There haven't been any issues. There have been no non-responsive periods and no booting error kind of stuff. So it seems like the dust was indeed to blame. I guess since I can blow it out since it is a bigger laptop, I will maybe do that at the end or start of each month just to be sure to keep it clean. And when I eat, since there was some stuff that got in the keyboard, I will be very, very super careful to cover the keyboard with napkins when I'm eating. I kind of did before. But stuff still would get in on occasion because I would be, you know, kind of lazy sometimes about, you know, maybe I'm just having chips or something. It's like, oh, it's not going to get messy. So now anytime I eat anything, I will be super, super careful. And so I guess, um, you know, I got lucky and it got all fixed, so it seems. And because it was, you know, the original hard drives, I didn't really have to do anything in terms of setting up the operating system or getting rid of any extra junk that they put on there that you don't want. Or, you know, reinstalling anything that I did want on the C drive because it was already there. So I just had to basically reinstall the solid state disk 
and then, um, you know, relink the shortcuts to the correct places. Some things were kind of grumpy about the shift, but I've managed to fix them. So everything is now back in place and working again, and it seems fine. So that's cool. I've picked up another iOS game, which is also for Android. This one is called Blade Slinger. Technically, the advertising for it, like on their official site, says Episode 1. It is unclear to me if this means that they're going to update it, Episode 1 and 2, or if Episode 1 is going to be sold separately from future episodes. It is by Kerosene Games. It's three bucks, so it's not really that cheap. It's kind of expensive. Also, it's not universal. So if you want to use it like on your iPhone and then also on your iPad, you have to buy separate clients. Currently, there are no controls at all for sound or music. It just is whatever volume it's at. There are like places for the sliders in the options, but there is no actual slider, so you can't change it, which seems kind of odd to me. It could mean that they intend to do it and it just didn't quite make it in for launch. The graphics are pretty awesome. I think they use the Unreal Engine. The sound overall, though, is kind of just adequate. There is voice acting, which is really nice to hear, but it's just kind of meh. You know, it's like sort of B-grade scripting and they kind of read it flat. I mean, it's okay, but it's not amazing. The game is about a guy who returns to his town. Sort of Old West magic mix. A little bit of steampunk, maybe. I haven't gotten that far into it. I've only played maybe half an hour, which is kind of a lot for a mobile game. But for this one in particular, I think they are trying to target an actual game style as opposed to a pick-it-up-and-play-while-you're-in-line style. Which means that basically I've just done sort of the tutorial and the very early fights. So I think it will be a bit more before I can actually do a full review. But basically I arrived in town and the voiceover said the town was very different from when I last was there. Because now there's monsters there. And there's bits of runes that you can pick up to power up your guy. Which obviously is not very normal. The runes sort of power up what seems like a talent system. There is also a coin unlock system, which is kind of worrying to me. Because, you know, you already paid three bucks for the game. I don't want to have to do coin unlocks to be, you know, viable to play the game. Because you need the coins to buy up sort of, you know, health power-ups, you know, to regain your health. And I only lasted a few fights before I had to use up all the free coins... And it's like, it's going to be a really short game in the future if that's going to be required. And being, you know, a longer seeming game, it kind of concerns me. Use a virtual stick to move around. You know, you touch the screen and then move whatever direction you want to move. So it's kind of important to be sure you place your finger somewhere that won't be in the way of, you know, your character in the action. Otherwise, you can't see, you know, where you're going. It has sort of a complex system for doing controls. The virtual stick single touch will move your character. Touching two fingers to the screen will do a, a looking around motion. You can turn your character around. 
In combat, a single finger swipe will swipe with a sword that he has. Tapping will shoot with a gun. Two finger swipe will do a sort of attack with his offhand, which is like a gauntlet that's got like magical electric stuff going on. Two finger tap will dodge. Two finger hold will block. And I think that's it. It seems like a pretty good control scheme for something that is trying to be a little bit more complicated but doesn't have, you know, an actual physical stick. But at the same time, it seems kind of overly complex because I've gotten in fights with just two guys. I assume you'll be in fights later on with more than two guys. But it's like you're swiping at one guy and shooting and then you got to watch out for the other guy and so you might want to move and you might want to turn your guy and it gets really kind of confusing. I was expecting the game to be more Infinity Blade style, where you sort of move in the environment, and then combat is, you know, you kind of stay in place and swipe and attack. This is much more complex, which is both a good and bad thing, I think. Like I said, I haven't played very much, so that's um, pretty much all I have for the game. If you're looking for an Infinity Blade-like game, I don't know that this is quite it, because it does have the free movement. It does look like a deeper game. It's not something you're going to want to pick up and play for 5 or 10 minutes while you're sitting in line, which is sort of counter to what I want for most of my mobile games since I do do PC gaming. You know, it's like I don't need a phone game that's really deep right now. Back when I didn't have my gaming system, it's like I was looking for that. So in terms of recommending the game or not, I would not say yes or no. I would say maybe. You know, you want to take a look at it, I think. Look at sort of, you know, YouTube videos or whatever. And think about if a longer, more committed game is something you want on your mobile device or tablet. And then decide for yourself. And probably, maybe next week, I might have some more thoughts on the game itself. Since I don't have a lot of new game stuff to talk about, I thought I would talk about more TV slash movie stuff this time. It's also in the description of my podcast that I would do that, so I figured I may as well, since I don't have much to talk about. And maybe my podcast will change to be four sections and have some TV or movie stuff on a more regular basis. This time I have some shows that I think would be that I think most gamer type people would be interested in because we typically like science fiction and fantasy stuff. And these shows are kind of right in there. The first show is a slightly older show. It's not, you know, old, old, but it's not brand new. And that is Alphas, which is on the Sci-Fi channel, I believe. They are currently deep into season two at episode 13, I think was the last one that showed up online. I watched them online on Hulu because I don't have access to TV right now. You could also watch it on the sci-fi site. But I watch all my shows through Hulu if I can because, you know, you can subscribe to them and then they just show up for you. You don't have to worry about remembering to go look for them or anything. There are only the five most recent shows online wherever you look. Unless I suppose you find a hacker site or something. 
So you will have missed quite a bit of season two if you pick it up right now. Season one is on Netflix or probably your favorite movie rental place. So you can check out all of season one. It is episodic in that there isn't really a big, huge story you will miss if you pick it up right now. There is sort of a season two overarching story, which kind of is more or less important depending on which episode. But I don't think it's really going to kill you if you pick it up right now and you don't know the story. You can sort of pick it up on the way. I picked up the show recently and I missed the first five episodes of season two. And there is quite a bit of change from season one to season two. They go from being their own team to being to being in their own base. The show is about, I wouldn't say superheroes, but I would say hero-ish people. I wouldn't call them quite superheroes because while some of their powers are pretty cool, they are lower power in terms of, you know, power scale. And it seems like everyone has kind of issues like, as example, one of the character has really heightened senses and she can go into sort of specifically focusing on one, but that means that she kind of loses the other ones and is kind of going all the time, so she gets kind of freaked out all the time. And another character can see and hear, like, all of the information streams that are, I think, digital or electronic so, you know, he can tune into cell phones or TV reception or, you know, whatever he wants. But he is autistic, which I guess kind of makes sense. You know, if you grew up with such a thing, you would be very distracted all the time. But when I first started watching, it seemed a bit much. It didn't seem like they needed to make the character kind of, you know, disabled to account for his cool ability. They aren't all like that, but they they all do seem to have, you know, some kind of issue to balance out their character. And at first it seemed kind of like, you know, why do they have to give these characters these disadvantages and limitations? But if you hold on to the show, you find that it's kind of what really makes the show interesting and what makes the characters interesting to watch and see how they deal with their issues. So it's sort of like, you know, a superhero group fighting against other bad guy heroes, trying to save the world as it goes. If you are into superhero type shows, like you watched Heroes, or more recently, you watched No Ordinary Family, I would highly recommend you pick up Alphas, because it's pretty cool. A more recent show that just started up is Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome, which is in the same style as the 2004 sort of restart series of Battlestar Galactica. It follows a young William Adama, just out of the Academy. So I would guess it predates the restarted series by maybe 30 years. It's kind of you know unclear as to his exact age and how old he is as Commander Adama. So that's just a guess. So far it's been following one specific mission. I don't know if that will continue in the future. But it seems like what they've done is taken a movie that they made and cut it into little web-sized episodes. And they will range in size from 8 minutes to I think 15 minutes is the long one. And they release two of those every Friday on the Machinima Prime channel, which is in YouTube. So I think Friday, which would be the day before or the day of this podcast release, they will be dropping episodes 5 and 6. And they're all up there for you to see, so you can see it for the free right now. And if you really like it, you can pick up the DVD or Blu-ray when it comes out. And I like it a lot. It's very cool. It has the same production quality as the 2004 series, 
so don't be worried about it being lower quality or anything. In fact, I would say it's maybe even slightly higher quality because there is a lot of CG stuff that they've done and it's all looked really, really awesome. And you know, the original series kind of moved away from that as they got deeper into the series. They became more and more sort of in the ship or on the planet focused and moved away from the big fancy effects of these space battles. But Blood and Chrome seems to be sticking right in there in space, which I really like. And if you like the restart of the Battlestar Galactica series or the original, I would say you should definitely pick it up because it is very awesome. Another good show you might want to check out is Arrow on the CW, which is about Green Arrow. He's a different kind of Green Arrow, though. He's not one that has appeared in comics before. I believe they have made him slightly different and, you know, the surrounding characters to fit the TV adaptation a little bit better, I think. One major change that might be a little bit more difficult for fans of the Green Arrow to get past is that this version is kind of a, a heartless killer in the first few episodes. The story is about Oliver Queen trying to sort of redeem the family name. His dad did a lot of wrongs, and he had this book of people who had wronged the city in various ways. And so the show is really kind of about redemption. And so it kind of makes sense that the Green Arrow is a bit more violent and a bit more vengeful, I guess you could say, in the early shows. I think they have set it up so that he is trying to sort of redeem himself as well and become, you know, a more heroish type of hero. You know, someone who doesn't go around just killing people. Episode 6 just hit the internet, and we're really starting to see that sort of transition towards a superhero. This is the first episode I recall that he hasn't killed anybody. In all of the previous episodes, he was, you know, killing people, and especially in the first few episodes, he was killing, like, a lot of people. It's on the CW, so it has that sort of soap opera, drama, but still action-y type show feel. All of their shows tend to have a sort of feel, I think. You know, they have this certain, at least to me, they all seem to have a certain kind of feel about them that I can't really describe. But if you are into superhero-type shows, and you can forgive that this is not a, you know, true-to-comic Green Arrow, you know, it's sort of his own type of Green Arrow, then I would highly recommend it. Oh, do be aware, though, that online, since they do only show the five most recent episodes, you will be missing the pilot episode. The stories are kind of self-contained, so it's not critical that you see the pilot episode. And there are a lot of flashbacks to when he was on the island and becoming the Green Arrow pretty much in every episode. So you won't, you know, be missing a whole lot by not seeing the pilot. But just, you know, be aware there will be some stuff you will be missing if you're catching up now. Treasure not where I thought Peace of mind can't be bought Still I believe I just hang So I guess that's it for this week's Rabbit's Rumblings. I really wanted to get some PC stuff in now that I have my laptop back. 
And that's kind of, you know, where the show started. But the only thing new I have right now is Borderlands 2, Mr. Torque's Campaign of Carnage. But I couldn't figure out how to get it to start. It was really frustrating and really annoying. And I was actually kind of on the verge of tears. It was so frustrating because I am, you know, super sensitive bunny right now. And I only had like, you know, one day to check it out because it took so long to download. And then I was doing something special for my friends that I wanted to finish. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time to check it out. And by the time I did check it out, it was like, what the crap? How do I start this thing? And I looked around online and I couldn't find anywhere that said how to start it. Supposedly, he's just supposed to message you. So I don't know if I'm missing something or what's going on. But it's supposed to be for level 15 or higher. I am like level 30, so I'm definitely high enough level. But I have no idea how to start the campaign. I don't see the zone that it's in on my map. So I don't know what's going on. Um, maybe I'll have it to talk about next time. I want to see the man with the iron fists as well. But it seems like it has disappeared from that theater. So if I do see it in the theaters, I'll have to wait until it gets to the second run theater that's close by. Otherwise, I'll have to wait till it's, you know, rental. Which wouldn't surprise me if that was, you know, just like a couple months from now, because they transition so fast these days. It got really bad ratings on the Rotten Tomatoes site, which, you know, I don't trust them 100%, but usually when they say something is like 50%, it's usually kind of bad. So if I do have to wait until rental, you know, that wouldn't really be a complete disaster, I don't think, because it's probably not going to be all that great. There's only been like one movie ever, I think, that got that low of a rating on there. And I'm like, oh, I love this movie. What are you guys talking about? But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully everybody had a good Turkey Day weekend. And that's really all I can think about. So I don't know what else to say. Hopefully everybody likes the changes that are going on with the podcast of my adding, you know, the mobile games with the iPhone and stuff. And talking about TV shows and movies. Still not really anybody talking to me in Facebook or email or anything, so I don't know what you people think, because nobody's talking to me. So it is what it is. I will probably try and expand it to four segments in the future, so you know, that way I'm not shorting anything, really. You know, have a couple for PC and then maybe a couple for other non-PC things, like TV shows or movies, or you know, mobile games, whatever. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes in the future. Kind of just take things as they go each week. And of course, you know, as I've said before, if anybody requests anything, I will do that. But nobody talks to me, so whatever. <laughs> so that's all I can think of to say. So I guess I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. interesting or fun for um, that I think might be interesting to people edit this in back at the beginning to fit the TV at a tip captain's log supplemental you have been listening to rabbits ramblings if you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com 
slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit dot com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbit dot com. It's rabbit dot com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.